G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And g'day, I'm Dale. And welcome to our weekly update. Very, very big week this week, Dale. Yeah, we always say it's a big week, but <laughs> this really, truly was a very, very big week. We had stuff out of Australia. We had national finals during the week. Yes. We had songs on the on Saturday. And then we had this massive Super Sunday today, didn't we? Yes, Super Sunday for us here in Australia. And it, of course, culminated with the big finish of Sanremo, which was going on all week. Exactly. Like a 25 to 30-hour marathon if you did partake in the entire thing. So that was the overarching story of the week, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, and no, I think that's where we should start the 72nd edition of the Sanremo Music Festival. Let's have a quick chat just about the show, etc. Dale, what were your thoughts on the show this year? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I've only really got into Sanremo in the last couple of years. It was always on the weekend of Australia Decides. Um, and then before that, I didn't really, you know, commit to 25 to 30 hours of my life. <laughs> um, for those of you who may not be aware, it's been going longer than Eurovision itself. Um, the winner doesn't necessarily go to Eurovision, but these days... They pretty much do. It's pretty rare um, in recent years not to go. But this festival is its own thing, and it was spectacular. It really was amazing, wasn't it? It certainly was. Of course, we had our host, Amadeus, again. He was joined by various co-hosts. I thought they were fantastic throughout the week, particularly Laura Dana and Drusilla. And I always I like the way they took time out to talk about social issues. Mm. Like, this is the most watched program in Italy. You've got half the television sets in the country has switched on to this. And they did take time out for those messages. So I thought it was really, really important. Oh, I have to say, Amadeus, I mean, that was amazing. But I have to bring it back to Amadeus. <laughs> he is the best host in the world. In my opinion, he is amazing. His energy, day after day, five mm. hours in to do it and to be hilarious, to be uh, compassionate, to care about the artist, to keep things going. When I just, I wonder how much rehearsal they do, but it was just amazing. He makes the whole thing. He just never seems to get flustered. No, either, does it? Like all of a sudden, the the orchestra will start playing music he doesn't expect, and he's got the most amazing facial expressions and stuff like that. It's just, you could just sit there and watch 25 hours of him. He's amazing. Yeah, but true. There's uh, was more than just the host, though, wasn't there? It was the actual music as well, where we're probably here to talk about. That's it. And we did have a winner from Sanremo. This is Mahmoud Eblanco with Brividi. One of the favourites all week, Dale, ended up taking the crown there. What did you think of Mahmoud and Blanco? When the artists were announced for Sanremo, they were the favourites. After pretty much the first or second day, it it looked like they were going to win and they did run away with it. I think it's a really interesting song. Um, It's one where you've got these, you know, two men singing a very emotional type of um, song to each other, like a duet, which you don't really often see. Their fashion was fantastic each day. They've got very different voices and they tend to blend really well together. Um, It isn't going to be something sometimes those high parts that everyone loves, but it's a really special song 
song. I, I thought it was a deserved winner. It had something that was quite contemporary, but also quite Italian at the same time. There is quite a mishmash of styles in there, mm. isn't there? It does go from traditional ballad. There's almost some rapping parts in mm. there as well. Somehow the boys do bring it together, as you say, even though they have completely different styles. I think it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Uh, if they do go to Eurovision, for example, it is a free swing. They're the hosts. You get to showcase what you do. And I think they couldn't have picked two better performers than those boys. And wonderful to have Mahmoud back was runner-up in 2019 mm. in with Eurovision, with Soldi, um, where it was controversial him making it. There was some mm. booing even in the audience then. So yeah. it was lovely to have a really nice moment for him winning quite comfortably in the end. I believe that's right. It was something like about 50 odd percent for the final three. Yeah, so, and comfortably in the tally vote. I will say, I've loved every Italian entry the last couple of years, and they've been my number one. It's not going to be my number one this year. I can just tell you that right now. I respect it, I may not love it. Yeah, I kind of, I think I'm a bit the same. I usually do like the Italian songs. I don't mind this one. Mm. Don't think it's going to be towards the top for me, though. Let's talk about some of the others that uh, ran. Elisa came in second with her song, of Forse Se Tu. What did you think of her performances? Beautiful. Mm, isn't Stunning. She? Yeah. I'm talking about the song and her. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. this lovely Italian ballad that she just performed so beautifully. There's a couple of, there's this couple of little uh, chord progressions and there's little bits of music within there that are just so beautiful that you just go, oh, and it, with an orchestra, even better. So um, big fan of the song. It was one of my favorites all week. Yeah. And third place went to the indomitable Gianni Moradi. Uh, Morandi, sorry, with his song Apre Tutte Le Porte. 77 years old. You wouldn't have known it with this guy, would you? He was just a ball of energy all the time. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, he was one of the most energetic performers of the entire week. Um, and he's 77. It was incredible. At the start of the week, I was like, oh, that's pretty good for, a, a, you know, an old fella. By the end, I was jumping around to this song. It was really, it was a throwback, but he just, it had a modern fun part of it, even though he had a bit of a break in the middle of the song. There's that slow part, <laughs> oh, and I right. think it's just for him to get his own breath back. <laughs> it really struck me as one of those entries that sort of got a bit of momentum throughout the week. I think everyone started off going, oh, Gianni, how nice. And then I was like, oh my God, people are really, really loving this. So um, very, very happy to see him make the super final. Thank God they would have torn down that theatre if he hadn't. <laughs> Let's go through this. Quickly through some of the other ones, Dale. I know you like this one, Irama. He came in fourth place. Yeah, look, I think it was really nice to see Irama back. It was a song that wasn't going to win, but showed different part. This is so different than what he did last mm, year. Very different. Last year was very modern and very pop, and this was almost quite traditional and ballady with a bit of a you know more contemporary pop element to it. So I think showing his range, showing his respect as an artist, because mm. that's part of. San Remo, you don't just necessarily go and just win. I mean, Blanco did, but <laughs> you've got to normally earn your stripes a bit. And I think he's earning his stripes a bit there. So a fifth last year, a fourth this year. So he's doing well. Yeah, I agree. I didn't particularly like his look this year, unfortunately. No, I didn't you know how that guy got his hair cut on stage last week yeah. we were talking about. Probably should have done that to Arama this week. I agree. <laughs> uh, fifth place went to the very young performer, San Giovanni. I thought he was fantastic. Real, really great song. His song, Fafale. I Again, probably was never going to win, but picked up momentum throughout the week. And I think this is one that is going to be a massive hit in Italy, big on Spotify, probably a bit more for the younger folk. Yeah, he's a young artist. And this is probably a good time to mention our wonderful contributor, Liv. Mm. Liv covered every minute of those 25 to 30 hours of San Remo. And this was her favorite um, of the whole lot because it definitely spoke to a younger crowd. And uh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought he did really well. Um, I thought he could have even jumped up a little bit mm. more and 
maybe if he was one of those more established artists, he might have snuck a, a few more ahead. You never know. I certainly thought that as well. Sixth uh, six place went to a very familiar name in Emma from uh, Eurovision 2013. I thought, what a song, what a performer she is. Just such a wonderful vocal. Yeah, Eurovision 2014, I'll pick you up on 14, that one. sorry. That's all right. I remember because I hated it. <laughs> it was one of the one Italian songs I hated. And it was so nice to actually revisit this and love this. I loved her performances. Mm. I thought it was suited her voice. She's such a great performer. And she was doing stuff with Francesca Michelin from Eurovision 2016, wasn't she? She certainly was. Francesca was her conductor for the orchestra, which was fantastic to see. They also uh, paired up for Duet Night. Seventh placement to one of your favourites here, La Representante de Lista, with Ciao Ciao. Uh, seventh, maybe a little disappointing, perhaps. Oh, I thought that it was a really good radio commercial pop song, um, but for Italy, it's not necessarily going to make it here. Loved it. My absolute favourite song, an absolute robbery. It was brilliant. <laughs> I could do a whole bonus episode just on this song about how much I love it. Um, go stream it. Go listen to it. Uh, they're a great duo. They're really interesting, and I hope they come back again. I love their fashion. I love their style, uh, their relationship with each other, the way they talked about you know queerness as well in the whole build-up to it all. Brilliant. And the way they got a couple of people from the orchestra involved. Yeah. One thing I enjoyed about them is every performance was different. They mm. brought something different to every performance, and you kind of got a different side of them every time. So I really enjoyed them. Another couple of just eye-catchers for us here, Dale. Uh, Dajen Miko for me with his song, Bala. Oh my God, I'm still singing it. Uh, here's the guy that was in the sunglasses. There was something about this song. It is a bit of a football theme kind of one. You know, you're up there clapping your hands and jumping up and down. But he also had this coolness with the way he sort of just prowled around the stage and was almost nonchalant, but he was trying his heart out at the same time. Yeah, that's a really good way to describe it. Um, for those who don't watch it, people dress up in ball gowns, tuxedos. This is a very high-class event. This is no Australia Decides. <laughs> All due respect to Australia Decides. Um, I might be wearing Gucci this year. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> not if I'm looking at our bank accounts. Um, but people up in the gallery part, which are the cheap seats, would still be ridiculously expensive. Mm they were jumping up and down like it was a football stadium yeah. to this. Yeah. And to watch women in the front row in Gucci and Versace dresses <laughs> jumping up with their gloves on, clapping along, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. And as I say, I just love the whole bloke's attitude. Um, one of yours, Dale, Eva Zanicki. What did you think of her? Uh, amazing. Eva, I mean, she's in her 80s, mm. I believe. Yes. She competed at Eurovision 1969, was absolutely robbed, should have been part of that four-way tie. She's mm. brilliant. Coming back, I mean, she did obviously a lot in the meantime. Yeah. But <laughs> she's just been sat at home since 1969, as you know. 53 years later, mm. looked amazing. Oh, my God. Couldn't I'm, walk down the stairs. Let's just, you know. She looks better than me, and I'm like half the age or whatever. My God. <laughs> Also performed so well. The mm. crowd loved it. Uh, I mean, I wasn't being super biased, but she did a great performance. And a couple of the old fellas made the top 10, and she was down there in like 18th or something like that. Mm, I think she was a little bit robbed yet again. Should have been a little bit higher, definitely. I agree, and I think a lot of the crowd agreed as well. I guess the last one we want to touch on is Achille Lauro. There was a lot of talk about him prior to the contest. i got to say... Maybe my expectation was a little too high or something was a little subdued with him this year, but um, I thought his performances were good of Domenica, but not really what we were perhaps expecting. Yeah, it felt a bit safe. Mm. Um, 
you know, I mean, and I he mean, did have his hands down the front of his pants. At yeah, one he point. unzipped his pants and had his friend, <laughs> and that. But that's safe for him. Yeah. I, I just I found it just a bit um like that's almost like a song you could have in another Eurovision country. It's a bit too Eurovision. Oh, okay. In a way, he did have the uh, the gospel backing singers as well. Yeah, so maybe I, that toned it. Maybe he didn't want to be horrible in front of them. I don't know. It wasn't. It just. I wanted more, and he still did okay. He was like fourteenth or wherever he ended up in the end. But I think he could have done. Uh, people think he can win, and mm. he was no. He, from day one, you just knew he had no chance. Yeah, I kind of felt that as well. Well, that was pretty much Sanremo for the year. Anything else you want to touch on there, Dal? Just as we mentioned her earlier, Liv, an amazing job. She's got um, um just this absolute passion for Sanremo, and she has made it for Aussie Vision this week. She's made my passion for this. So, grazie mille uh, to Olivia. Grazie mille, Liv. Over in Israel today, we actually had a Eurovision song 100% confirmed to be competing in Turin. Michael Ben David won the X Factor Israel with this original song, I Am. used X Factor this year to choose their artists. They often do use mm. talent shows to actually do it. They got down to the final four in the usual X Factor way, then gave them a bunch of original songs. Lots of different voting permutations happened, and eventually Michael Ben David won by a single point in a 50-50 split between jury and televote. Mm. Quite a fabulous song, this one, isn't it? It's certainly eye-catching, isn't it? Um, I did listen to all the songs prior I have to say, I had this one towards the top, but I did think to myself, this has to be done well live. What I saw today with his live performance was fantastic. I really, really did like it. I think he showed he can sing and perform the song at the same time, which is, you know, really difficult to do sometimes. And I just like his energy and I like the energy of the song as well. It's not the most sophisticated song, a lot of dance stuff going on, but at the same token... You're not going to forget it. <laughs> no. And, it, you know, you just match up an artist with the song and sometimes it doesn't work. This is a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. It is fabulous. It's camp. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't help but kind of enjoy it because he's enjoying it. You can say that he's love, loving performing the mm. song. And it's catchy enough. Like, it's it's not a blow away. It's not like maybe as strong as some things from Israel recently, but it's still certainly got legs to do something um but yeah i I think he's the best part of this song uh yeah i kind of agree in true israeli style i wouldn't be surprised if we get a little bit of a tweak and a little bit of a revamp before we get the final product but i think everything is there for a very memorable package from uh israel and the one the one thing that might help him a little bit he does have um some strong heritage to russia ukraine and georgia quite a mix um so i'm trying to think of any of them in are in that semi-final but regardless a little no I don't Georgia. think so Georgia's, yeah Georgia's, Georgia's there as well there. so maybe a couple of points could help if he can just zhuzh that heritage up a little bit uh, yeah. going into Torino but we also got other songs throughout the week Dale and on Saturday morning our time it was Eurosong out of Ireland We'll have a little chat about the show before we get on to the winner what did you think of the Late Late Show special 
It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, maybe I just had very low expectations, but it was better than I thought. Well, if anyone listened to our pod a couple of weeks ago, we had very low expectations. <laughs> Look, did. there were some good parts about it. I think um, there was a really lovely um, energy with the artists and that real um, Irish personality came through with a lot of them with a lot of the chats and mm-hmm. you got to know the artists well. Um, there were some really sort of downsides where you had the studio jury who just thought every song was the most fabulous thing they ever heard. <laughs> it was really... It was they were more um, biased and patriot uh, had more patriotism than we do when we're talking <laughs> about Australia. Uh, it was pointless in the end, and I think it just took away from it a little bit. But overall, it ticked along okay. It wasn't the worst thing, and it wasn't the best thing. It was okay. Yeah, I did enjoy the comedian guy that did the green room. I thought he was very, very good, kept it ticking along nicely. And you're right, with the performances, they were very simple showcase performances of the songs. There wasn't much staging. It was all done in a studio, but they did keep it ticking along. Well, we did get a winner out of that, so let's have a listen to Brooke Scullion with That's Rich. Hey, stupid, that's rich. When it's coming from you and that's rich. Well, I got nothing to prove that's rich. You think I trust a big you and that's rich. Ha, bye, bye, fool. Bye, bye, fool. The Crown and she performed last on the night. She was first in the international jury, first in the televote, and the in house jury had her second last, <laughs> <laughs> which she awkwardly had to talk to them for her uh, prior to her reprise performance. So, look, it was an interesting one. I don't know what the uh, in house jury were thinking. What about you, Dale? Oh, yeah, it was very bizarre because it was quite obviously the best song. To go. For sure. Without a doubt. 100%. The best chance they had is with that song. Was she the best vocalist on the night? Not necessarily. But overall impression, all that, there's no way you could have had her second last. It was the most mind-boggling decision of the entire evening. Mm-hmm. And it was odd for them to sit there in the end and go, oh my God, you're fantastic. We, we love you. What and you were like, you, you put me second last. Yeah. I think was going in her head. She's like, well done. You really deserve it. It's like, hang on. You put her second last. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I love this song. It, it got number one in the Ozovision ranking. I put it number one. Loved it. It's quite modern. Uh, it is a contemporary kind of radio-friendly song. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely going to need a lot of zhuzhing up um, for its live performance. But as you said, that was in a TV studio. Yeah. But I think she can give more. But I love her personality. Oh, my God. She's wonderful. She's going to be a great ambassador for Ireland. And she loves Eurovision. And she gets that fan thing. There's not going to be reverting back to Linda Martin mm. unless they're in Ireland. But they're going to talk <laughs> to Eurovision going, it's a modern, fresh competition. And that's what she says about it. Yeah. I thought she came across so, so well. Mm. She was warm. She was friendly. And she looked like the sort of person or sounds like the sort of person I want to go and have a pint of Guinness with. Oh, yeah. Maybe three pints <laughs> but she was just fun and you're right the the song it was just the best the best one they had and it was the best performed on the night as well all right let's talk about some of the others here equal second was janet and miles what did you think of them janet sang well and mm-hmm. did the best she could with not a, a really great song barely remember that song okay oh miles oh dude who turned up in an orange hoodie and sounded like he was like a low rent dad samson from <laughs> 2000s uk no yeah, a hoodie. it just did not work for me i can't believe that got second and a baseball cap Oh, mate, you're you're trying to make it to Eurovision for your country. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it had, I sound like an old man. Show some respect, 
young man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I guess it was a kind of catchiness to it. Um, fourth place was Patrick O'Sullivan. He opened the show. To be honest, that was my second choice for the whole thing. If they weren't going to pick Brooke, you might as well have sent him. Uh, fifth was Rachel with her 80s-inspired song. Ooh, missed a couple of big vocal moments there, unfortunately. Yeah, I think um, Patrick, I think, was my second choice as well. The international jury gave him second, so I think they were on the money there. Mm. Rachel, yeah, unfortunately, 80% of that song was fantastic, and then that last 20%, which happened to be her recap, oh my God. was woeful. Whoever did the recaps <laughs> was, like, stabbing these people hard. She did something to that <laughs> recap person, I'm telling you. And bringing up the rear was was Brendan Murray in sixth place. And to be honest, probably deservedly He deserved so. it. All right. So anyway, I think ultimately we got the right result out of Ireland. Let's hope they polish this up. And I think they've got something pretty good. Not a great national final overall. It's okay, but mm. a good song out of it. You exactly. only need one good song. And I think this is their best chance to do well in a good few years. Well, talking about ropey national finals, North <laughs> Macedonia. I don't even think you could say it was a national final. Mm. Um, it was basically just the videos of the songs and a couple of people who were international jury members, you know, zooming in their votes. And then there was a tally vote and that was it. They had some lovely bar tables in the, <laughs> along the side of the, I don't know what was going it, on. It that. wasn't great, but we did get a, a winner out of it, Michael. And it was Andrea with Circles. You don't want to test my limits But something tells me you're not listening Probably you're going crazy It's all you've been doing lately You don't want to test my limits I give you up but you're not listening Can you stop calling me baby? Well, she won the jury but only third out of six songs mm. in the tally vote had a tie for first place with another song that won the tally vote, but the tiebreaker they used in North Macedonia was the jury vote. Now, before I go on my rant on about that, let's talk about the song because this was your favourite out of the pack going into it. Um, definitely. Well, I couldn't take the other one seriously. That was my problem. Look, again, similar to Ireland, the best song that could possibly do well in the competition has been chosen. So... Look, it was a pretty ropey kind of selection, as you said. I think that was probably only two to three, maybe, that even you would have even sent. Um, look, it's a decent modern ballad. I think with a, a good live vocal, this could possibly score some jury points. Um, how it's going to stand out in a televote sense, that's where I think the uh, problems for Circle start. Look, it's really nice. Um, she seems really lovely as well. Mm. Um, poor thing had to lip sync. The song is a live performance. The winner's reprise. She was given everything. I'll, I'll give it to that. She's performing it as best she possibly can. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's it's okay. To me, this is just going to pass everybody by once you go through that soundtrack, once you go through that semi-final. It just is. Um, my biggest issue overall was the fact that in a tiebreaker, in national finals, you should go public vote first. Um, pretty much everyone does that. I think the only other country who does the jury as a tiebreaker is Lithuania, mm -hmm. um, probably for good reason. Um, and maybe people think it's for good reason here, but my probably. favorite, my favorite, <laughs> Superman, which was... <laughs> which was something else. Yeah. But the one thing about Superman, Mike, it, you could not forget it. It was memorable. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you can't forget it. Yeah, it, I will agree with that. 
it would have stood out, whereas perhaps this the biggest banana skin for this is it's just not No one stand will remember out. it. Exactly. And this is where you could do a Sir Hat say na 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 type of situation with a song like Superman. It's trash. It's like from ten years ago, but it's fun. It's like a sigh <laughs> that Korean guy. It's like an album track of his. It's amazing. With, with worse I love lyrics. I loved every second of it and I'm truly gutted and annoyed that it's not gonna be in your vision. Because if we do get to Turin, I would love to be in the hall. Um, doing those dance moves. So, unfortunately, for... What was his name? Victor. Victor. Postolovsky. Yeah. Rest <laughs> in peace to that song. And thank you very much to the North Macedonian juries. Well, also during the week, there was big news out of Australia with three more songs for Australia Decides. How about we start with the first one? This is Paulini with We Are One. We are one. Long awaited we were for Paulini's track. She was going to go in one of the favourites. What do we think of this one, Dal? Well, this is actually better than I expected it to be. I heard that little snippet and I was like, oh, I'm not sure what this is going to be like. But my God, Paulini sells the hell out of it. Halfway through, we were listening to the song and I had my little hands in the air kind of going, yeah, I'm going to enjoy being in the hall to this one for sure. Even if we're sitting down and we can't stand up, (laughs) I'm going to be enjoying it, no, no doubt. We need a banger. There's a lot of vocal moments that you can actually showcase that off, and that's what you want. And I think this is going to be a lot better live for those who still might not be won over by the studio. I am. But for those who aren't, I think the live performance is really going to start um, really getting people involved with it. Totally. Very much an old school sort of dance song, isn't it? Lots of 80s influences in there, and I do agree. I think this is made for a live performance. The live performance should lift this. They've given her plenty of moments. Mm. Uh, So I expect big vocals, lots of action on the stage. So I think um, what we're seeing in the studio, what we're going to get at Australia Decides, you know, could be two different things. Two things. You're going to remember the name of that song. Mm -hmm. And two, uh, Rick Price Mm. co-wrote this, who was a massive, um, well, kind of pretty big star in Australia in the 90s. Uh, Heaven knows. Big heavyweight in the music industry here. Really, really respected as a songwriter. Yeah, I was chuffed to see that. Yep, so looking forward to seeing Paulini live. The second of the songs released this week, we have Isaiah Firebrace featuring Evie Irie, When I'm With You. Isaiah's back and he has a duet partner. What do we think of this one? This is this is a really interesting. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't necessarily expect this. And this is very commercial. Mm. I would be expecting to hear this to be coming out on radio right now. She's particularly really good in this. I really like her. Um, straight away, my first thought is 
This is a really good commercial song. I can see them definitely some getting some good buzz and some good awareness about it. Not sure so much on a competition song. They're going to have to do something, I think, with the lives around this. But it's a really quality song that I can see like a jury love for this one for sure. Yeah, very radio friendly, isn't it? Very, very radio friendly. I think the blend here works. Mm. Um, they're not two artists, I would have thought. Yeah, they go together, but it does. And I think you're right. I think Evie stands out on this one for me. I mean, Isaiah does his smooth vocal thing or whatever, but I think it's Evie that captures my attention and I'm I'm really wanting to see how they present this to make it stand out because you're yeah. right. Competition elements of a song, uh, is are they there? Not really sure, um, but we'll certainly have uh, a good uh, vibe to the whole thing, a very young and fresh vibe. Quality song. Yeah, absolutely. And the last of the new songs we want to talk about from Australia is from Jaguar Jones. This is Little Fires. Jaggy is coming into this whole competition, one of the big favourites. There was a lot about this song. What do you think of Little Fires, Dale? I tell you, when I first started listening to this, I was like, what is this? She's doing a ballad? Mm. Why is she doing a ballad? And then it did not take me long to just absolutely fall in love with this song. This is really good. Um, this is a really good competition song that still doesn't lose who Jaguar Jones is. Yeah, sure, you're not getting some big heavy rock thing. There's actually really lovely, soft, almost like 90s-ish kind of like um, ballad. You know, when uh, a 90s grunge band would do a ballad kind of thing. There's a little bit of elements in that. Don't steal my talking points. <laughs> oh, really? I was going to mention Radiohead. I thought Radiohead as well. We haven't even spoke about this. We haven't spoken about this, but that was a kind of element I kind of was feeling it with some of the production choices. Those little soft parts of Creep, for example, and the mm-hmm. opening bit before it goes in really big. Now, it doesn't get as big and crazy as that, but then you get this, oh, that last minute is phenomenal goosebumps listening to that for the first time and there's going to be oh my god how much could you do with staging on this song yeah de- definitely look it's such a powerful song isn't it it's, it's music with a message and it's all about the lyrical content here as well so i think that's going to have a whole nother dimension when we get to australia decides um there is some interesting production choices here it's probably a little smoother and popped over than perhaps what maybe some Jaguar fans were thinking uh, but it really does build to a crescendo and I really expect a powerful memorable finish here for this song and oh, this is this is in the running this is very much in the running it is indeed and for those who don't know who might be newer to the podcast um, this is actually two years ago the last time we got to do this we do individual episodes for every song leading up to Australia Decides with our ranking and team ranking and our total thoughts on this so we're saying a few things here and we're probably giving away how much we like Jaguar's <laughs> song already we love everybody um, but that will we will go into much 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 more detail um, because we love to talk Australia a, a lot but we don't have enough time today to do an entire episode on it absolutely we could have talked for a half an hour on these ones and the last thing we want to talk about from Australia this week was the announcement of our TikTok wildcard performer and it is Erica Padilla
Well, that was just a little taster from her TikTok audition that she put in. She's a singer-songwriter from Melbourne. She has 1.2 million... Uh, are they followers on TikTok, Dale? Are they fans? I don't Aren't know. you the one of us who has a TikTok account? I have a TikTok account. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, look... I have to say she was one of the eye catchers from the very start when we started looking on TikTok about who could possibly be a candidate. Not a massive surprise that she got the nod. There was a lot of great people in the running. We did a couple of articles looking at them. She was the very first one we had in there. Mm-hmm. And she, she did a bunch of videos and they were all so good. Her mm. voice is fantastic. She sounds like super excited. She seems really fresh. And this is what that entire contest was about doing it so let's see what song she gets but you know i'm actually quite a fan of what they've done so this is uh, i think a good result i agree love her vocal tone i think it's very interesting and i think with the right song she certainly won't be out of her depth with the other songs and performers and special kudos to jade who a lot of euro fans might know and she was a former aussie vision contributor mm-hmm. she made the shortlist obviously didn't get through in the end unfortunately but amazing yeah to make it through to the shortlist so well done jade and um, well done everybody who took part in it if they're going to do it again I think it'll just get bigger and better absolutely on last week's show we obviously had a competition out there for winning a VIP meet and greet with Kano as part of their Australian tour when they're out here for Australia Decides as well now we had a whole bunch of people emailing some amazing suggestions for this one about a song Kano could cover and the one that one suggested doing a yoik with uh, Fred mm. over a very, very well-known instrumentation with bagpipes okay. on You're the Voice, oh. John Farnham's song, which I think would work really well. Tough song to sing. <laughs> well, no, that bagpipey bit did. And I think yeah. actually a lot of people have been covering this over in um, Scandinavia as well. And the lucky person who did suggest that was Andrew Kelly in Melbourne. So well done. Mm. We will email you back with details. I want to say a little shout out to Jay um, from Sydney who sent us the most lovely emails part of his thing as well. And I'm really sorry you didn't win this time, but <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure somehow you win something else at some point. But so thank you so much for um, emailing into us. Yeah, no, thanks very much for the entries and uh, enjoy the VIP meet and greet and your bottle of sparkling. I was going to say the bottle <laughs> of sparkling wine. Don't forget that. Okay, let's talk about the rest of the national finals. And we're doing it a little bit different this week because there's been like six or seven countries involved with it. We don't have time to talk about mm-hmm. them as we as much as we usually do. So we're going to go through very quick highlights, aren't we, Mike? We certainly are. And let's start off in Sweden with Melody Festivalen. Semi-final one kicked off this morning. Our directi finals were the Robin Benson with his song Innocent Love. Can't say we're too surprised with that one, are we, Dale? No, not at all. But the other big one was Cornelia Jacobs and her song Hold Me Closer. What a song. And what a shock for that one to get the director finale. I think Sweden is sniffing the wind. Mm. We saw this a little bit with um, Clara Klingenstrom last year with her song, who did very well. This has some elements about this, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to see a shock in Sweden this year. They didn't like; they don't like the direction they're going, and they want to change things up in the Abs- new year. Absolutely, she was uh, announced first at directive for now, which means she won the initial tally vote. Well done, Cornelia. Loved it. Second chance for our semi-final one people were Danestrade with Hullabaloo. This was the dance band, Dale. What did you think of that one? I loved it. I'm so happy they got through. This is right up my alley. Of course you did. Uh, And our second 
second uh, second chance person was Theos with his Swedish language Som Som de Ville. Uh, he was the young performer. Some people are comparing him to Aaron Carter. I thought he was quite good. Yeah, it's good. Nice to have Swedish language there. A couple of big favourites did fall. Dale will just mention them. Malu Pritz and Omar Rudberg did not get through semi-final one this morning. Shame on Malu Pritz. I had high hopes. Mm, it was a bit of an odd song, to be honest. Semi-final two will run again next week. Let's cross over the border to Norway. Obviously, we've gone in these in depth normally, but we're going to fly through this one. We did have a winner this week, which was Sophie Filivang with Made of Glass. It was a song written by Merlant, who represented Norway in 2015 with A Monster Like Me. A lovely, scandy, typical ballad with a wonderful vocal from Sophie, I thought. I thought the great vocal. The the song itself is fine. Uh, I thought she made it with that vocal, though. Two things to talk about. Kim Wigard, who missed out, lost to Sophie in the first duel, wore this spectacular, um, he is a, a male, and a, a kind of suit jacket in gold. And then as they panned out, he was wearing this like 10 foot high gold sequin dress skirt part of the outfit. I thought was wonderfully gender bending and good on him. If frock of the night from yeah. all of the uh, national even in, Even in Italy. Yeah, exactly. Think sort of small level Elena Nechova from uh, yeah. Eurovision. I thought it was wonderful. wonderful. I mean, he had to do something to distract from that terrible song. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the guest performers, which have had a lot of talk about, is Sub Wolfer, and they've pre-qualified for the final with their song, Give That Wolf a Banana. Mm. A lot of people chatting about this one. I loved it to death. What do you think of it, Mike? I'm not so keen on it. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. Look, I, I, it, it's fine. I can understand why people do enjoy it. There's a quirk there. I do see the funny side of it as much as I don't generally like novelty stuff. I don't think it's going to win in Norway, hopefully, but uh, who knows? Who knows? I thought it was a decent performance this morning. This is going to win. <laughs> Probably. And I think it's 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 fun and it's ridiculous. And we sometimes have to remember not to take Eurovision too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different colours that make up. Um, this wonderful contest. (laughs) Okay, that's one way of putting it, Dale. (laughs) Uh, Let's head not too far away over to Latvia. And this morning they had their Puss Finale, Dale, the semi-final of uh, Supernova. All 17 acts performed, 10 got through. We won't run through all 10, but a couple of the uh, main ones. City Zeni with their song Eat Your Salad. That had a bit of a ripple. What did you think of that one that got through? I think they did a really good job of it. And the fact that they didn't say that word which is not even a swear word but they you know they just talked about, they just did the performance and I thought it was funky and it was cool and it's a good song once I got over how short he was I, I did kind of enjoy the performance and the use of the cat emoji um other ones that got through there quickly, Buyans with He, She, You and Me. Sounds like something where you throw your car keys in a bowl or something. What did you think of that one? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this. This is guilty pleasure. Now, we don't know the final televote, but they did show the televote about halfway through, and this was winning the televote. Ooh. It's trash. It's camp. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I loved it. Great. I wouldn't say it's trash. I thought the actual lead vocal guy, again, very short, but had a very, very good vocal. What's your issue with height No. Today? Well, <laughs> these people were like four foot, Dale. It was like <laughs> Hobbit vision. Um, let's move on to some of the others. Uh, one of my favourites, Messius Milam with Rich Itch. I thought it was a terrific performance with a drag performer doing most of it. 
Yeah, amazing to see the singers not actually make, like only came onto the performance for like ten seconds. Yeah, he was the priest during the wedding. Hey, you you just have to be on stage. You don't have to actually be in front. And that drag act, she was amazing. I so. thought it was a terrific performance and something out of the box, which we like. And the last one we want to talk about is Aminata. Of course, she did get through this morning. However, she did sing uh, from home due to a COVID issue. Didn't seem to affect the vocal at all. Yeah, she did fantastic. Just what I expected. Wonderful to see her performing so well from her bedroom. Obviously, it was a Eurovision 2015 mm-hmm. alumni, um, and I think she's a, a real chance, obviously. Yeah, and the last note from Latvia this morning, Marcus Riva did not qualify. Eighth time in a row he has done Supernova and will not be going to Eurovision. So uh, I kind of feel a bit sorry for the guy. I did. They were focusing on him when the non-qualifiers are there and I, I felt Aww. really bad. Talking about bad, though, you missed one of my favourites, bad. Um, that made it through and I'm glad to see it. Well, I'm glad one of us is. Over the border to Lithuania. Obviously, our good friends have been doing a lot for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. It was the second semi-final. We did have four qualifiers. Monica Lou, which we expected. She was the kind of Sally Bowles haircut kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. Very comfortable winner there. Uh, we had Augusta as well with Before You're Six Feet Under. We had Ruda Loop with Call Me From The Cold. And Ieva Zazemaskaya, who made uh, Eurovision 2018 with uh, When We're Old. Now, I thought she was a little bit of a contender, but she really struggled to make it today and only snuck in um, because of the juries because she did a, a get a really bad televote. So sixth, she's she's gone, basically. She came sixth in the televote, a total of 481 votes. That's not good. No. Uh, look, for me, it looks like it's shaping up with these two semifinals. Very oddly, we've got two big televote winners mm. uh, and not what the juries want. So it'll be interesting how this transpires. Um, My money is on the jury basically influencing who goes for Lithuania next week. And they seem pretty big on Monica. I must say, Kiriakos, who has been covering it um, now for a good few years, uh, three his third year in a row in Lithuania, not a massive fan of Monica, I must say. <laughs> He's more on the Augusta, uh, August train there, but I'm not sure if she can take it out. But um, we'll see how it goes next week for the final. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's head up the Baltic a little bit there to Estonia. And we had both their semifinals during the week. Just with semifinal one, we'll go through some of these qualifiers for us. Ut Leplant, a Eurovision alumni, he got through the semifinal. Andre Zevakin and Greta Paya with their very funky commercial song. Elisa with her song Fire also. And Stig Rasta. He also got through with Interstellar. Now, they were the jury and televote people, is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They, and then having to be saved by the televote was our friend Elina Nechayeva with her song Remedy. Now, a bit of a talking point on this one. She was hoisted into the air, Dale. What do you reckon? A good 12 feet? Like 15 Pretty feet? Pretty high. It was very high. And then all of a sudden, she came to the ground. Let's have a quick listen. That was memorable, Dale. That was memorable. What struck me is not only did she fall that high, she landed on her feet and didn't miss a note. Just kept going. 
she was visibly shaken. Yeah. And what's quite really big about it is that she does it really high note. That sounds like a scream. And then, she falls <laughs> and then you hear the, the audible thud. <laughs> she hits the ground. I don't know oh, why. God, I should not be laughing. This is terrible. She was she cut her hand, yeah. I think, on the wires. It was bleeding. You could see her grab her hand. And she just kept going on. What mm. a trooper. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Book. I think it's the only reason the public voted for it because I really don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> so, but good on her. Whatever whatever way you can get to the final, you get to the final. Yeah, but oh my God, OH&S people, let's make sure she's strapped in properly. I don't know what was going on with that, but oof, that could have ended really, really badly. It, I don't know what happened there, like about how much was accident, how much was actually meant to happen. Let's see what she does in the final. In the- I don't think she's falling for 15 feet <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, I, but I mean, she's probably going to get hoisted up again. Yeah, she's obviously meant to fall in some way, but maybe not that heavily. <laughs> That's part of the act, I think. She yeah. wasn't, she didn't fall off like from an accident. It was part of the show. Oh, I thought it was kind of Oh, like I that. think it wasn't exactly meant to be <laughs> totally like mm. that, but it was kind of a... I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> they're covering up for insurance. Um, in the second semifinal, we had um, Stefan. Um, he qualified with one of probably the favourites, I would say, there with Hope. We also had Black Velvet um, with their song Sandra. Jagub Toysk with his song Anna Saline, who represented Estonia back in 2002, came mm. third. And the public saved minimal wind, which mm. was quite the surprise. Any standouts from that semi for you, Mike? Oh, Stefan. Stefan was. I, I loved the staging of it. It is made up. It, we mentioned it sounded like a spaghetti western, the whole song and everything. They've gone with that vibe. They've got the two gun shooters on the the stage and everything. You know, the sepia tones and all that sort of stuff. I thought it was really good. Yeah, really, really good. Really, really good job there. I think Yagub is 80%. Well, no, he's 180% there. He needs to take off about five or th- ten things of his <laughs> bag of tricks of effects and camera angles and trees and everything. Mm. He threw everything at it. They said, what do you want? He said, yes. <laughs> um, he just needs to pair it back, and he's still with a chance. It's a nice song. And finally, the last country we want to talk about is Slovenia. Completely forgot about these guys. Um, <laughs> but Emil Emma started this week. Uh, semi-final one was on. There were five qualifiers, or six qualifiers, but there's only one we want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is Luma with All In. That really caught our eye, didn't it? Certainly did. It first of all, it's a it's a different sort of electro kind of song, um, you know, reminiscent of Sebi, perhaps a little bit, but just the way they performed it. She's very sort of vampy, and he's a bit stiff, like a robot kind of thing. But it all just kind of works. I don't know. There's not a lot going on, but it works. Yeah, it's one of those little. He's got like a. It looks like a keyboard, but one of those DJ type things. Mm-hmm. And and that's basically their prop that they do their choreography to, <laughs> other than her kind of like <clears throat> rubbing her hands all over him. But it works. It's really good and really compelling. We watched the whole three minutes. And mm. I tell you what, we did not watch the full three minutes of nearly any other song this morning. <laughs> we didn't have time. It's, it was certainly the one that stood out in a song and performance uh, combined. Well, the second semi will be on next week. <laughs> So speaking of which, let's have a look at the week ahead, Michael. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Monday, um, Norwegian time on the 7th, will be the first Melody Grand Prix wildcard because all those who didn't make it through have another chance to make it. Then on Tuesday, European time, the Serbian songs are out, all 35, 36 or something like that of them. 
Can't wait to listen to them. Yeah, you can listen to those. Yeah. Um, then on Thursday, we get a few more songs out. Germany, Denmark, and Croatia. Really looking forward to particularly Germany out of that lot. Absolutely. And to be honest, I always like a bit of the Danish stuff as well. Yeah, it's kind of fun, isn't it? I don't <laughs> mind Denmark. Um, and then we have another Super Saturday slash Super Sunday for us here. Now, four countries will have their finals um, to just choose their song. Ukraine, Cannot Wait, Vidbura, and we know Jamala is back as a judge. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting to see how this one rolls out. This is going to be very interesting. And then all three Baltic countries, Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia, have their finals to decide. Wow. They decided to have them all on the same night. Yes, they did. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to Lithuania being over. <laughs> and then we've also got Norway. There's a second wild card, so a second show. Some One gets chosen in the first one, and then we have a second one for a second wild card. Don't ask. We'll no. talk about it next week. Romania has their semi-final. All the videos have come out. There's going to be some voting during the week as well. Look Fantastic. out for the Aussie Vision site for the details on that because I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> Melfest, the second semi-final is on. And Slovenia, second EMA semi-final as just mentioned. And hey, you never know. We could get Australian news during the week as well. I dare say we might get a bit of that as well. But another massive week coming up. And finally, we have two um, amazing interviews that Kiriakos from our team did with G Nation and Sean Miley Moore from Eurovision Australia Decides. We don't have time today to play the snippets from that one, Mm. but they are going to be available for all you Patreon subscribers. So if you ever wanted to support the Aussie Vision podcast and team, we do have a very big month ahead as well, and you'll get that type of bonus content. The details will be in the show notes. Really looking forward to um, hearing those. Or you should be looking forward to hearing those because they're fantastic. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the songs that they're bringing as well. Well, that sounds like a good place to end it there, Dale. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Thank you so much. It's been a huge, huge week. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been wonderful to be a Eurofan. And thank you so much to the Aussie Vision team. It's been one of our biggest weeks of all time. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Catch you later. 